the Buzz New York with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm very excited, especially being Black History Month with today's guest. Uh, returning back, uh, the dynamic duo of the Vermont art scene, even Steve, will be with us as well as, well as Adrian Wiley. Uh, she's the founder of the Queens Underground Film Festival, and we're going to bring them on in a minute. But first, I'm going to give you just a little taste, just a taste. This is the home of my choice, and here, with the blessing of God, I will devote myself to the interests of education. Alexander Twilight. 1795, Alexander Twilight is born in Corinth, Vermont, the third of six children. His parents are Ichabod and Mary Twilight. Corinth Town Records reportedly describe the couple as, quote, both colored and, quote, the first Negroes to settle in Corinth. In the 1800s... There you go. That was just a taste. Okay. Now, I love even Steve. I'm going to open up their mics in a minute. I'm going to open up the chat room as well. You're welcome to join in there if you have any questions. Uh, go to Blog Talk Radio chat room. Okay. Uh, they're the creative team of Eve Schwab and artist Stephen Schwab. And, uh, by the way, Eve is a very well-known author, uh, best-selling author of A Year of No Sugar, and Steve is a very acclaimed photographer, fine arts, and storyteller. They are honored to have their film, The Home of My Choice, debut in the Queens, New York Black and Brown Film Festival 2021. You can find them on eveandsteve.com as well. The film, Home of My Choice, explores the figure and legacy Alexander Twilight claimed by Middlebury College as the first African-American college graduate, as well as the nation's first person of color to be elected to state legislature. Also joining us, I'm very excited, Adrienne Wally. Oh, MBA, yes, MS, ED. She's a, <laughs> very qualified. She's an ed- educator, entrepreneur, founder of the executive director of the Queens Underground Film Festival. Okay, we're going to bring them on now. I'm going to open up their mics. I'm opening up the chat room to you, my guest and listeners. So feel free to join us there. And I will begin first with Eve and Steve. Opening up your mic. Here we go. Hi, good morning. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. My favorite dynamic art duo. (laughs) (laughs) I love you guys. I love this film. I love it. I love it so much. I watched it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So intriguing. And, um, oh, gosh, I've got to go. I have notes here, but I don't know where to begin because there were so many aspects of it as I was watching it that I wanted to begin. Uh, what was the impetus for your, I know you love all things Vermont, but what was your impetus for this project? Uh, it, it's a part of uh, Vermont's history and a location in Vermont that even I had visited before, and we're just completely captivated by the, the beauty of Brownington, and then just fell in love with the story of uh, Alexander Twilight and how his story also speaks to a lot of contemporary issues. Um, that we were very interested in. Oh, yes. And um, I love also, well, of course, you know I'm a fan of your work, which you, know, you were on the last show, and I hope that's going well as well, your panels that are displayed Absolutely. outside. Uh, oh, that's that's terrific. And um, I was, you know, first off, and, and I had to call someone to say, is that Lieber Strong? <laughs> because... The music that <laughs> is, is playing in the movie, when we were doing research and staying up uh, in Brownington and for, for several days 
uh, doing the primary filming. Uh, as we were walking through the dormitories, uh, there was a beautiful organ that had sheet music on it. And I took a look at it, and I said, huh, it, it's, it's period correct. So I have this app on my phone that allows you to photograph sheet music, and then you can choose piano, and it just starts to play it right on the spot. So as we were walking around deciding what shots we were going to shoot, we were listening to this music. And then when we started putting the film together, we both turned to each other and said, I think that's the perfect music. I think it was a sign, actually, but uh, <laughs> because it was great. Now, uh, who, who created the panels, both of you? Yes. Um, the way most of our work works, as you know, is I start out and do uh, the primary still photography. I'm an Eve and I are in constant engagement at this point, talking about, you know, what the story is and how we're going to put it together. And then uh, we also did a lot of the B-roll uh, video photography at that point. And then once we get home and I process the film because I work in film, uh, then I, it really much turns over to Eve. Um, and, and I'll let her I do talk a, about Yeah, it. I do a lot of research uh, for this piece in particular. Um, it, you know, I listened to interviews. Uh, I looked at historic documents. And it all came together in this very interesting story of Alexander Twilight, who's a fascinating guy. You know, he's just an incredible person in Vermont history. And um, everything fell into place. And then I take the text that I've selected from various sources or written myself from these different facts, and I go and actually handwrite on the piece, um, on the panels. And then we decided to make it into a film in particular, just like our outdoor panels that you were mentioning before, the Monuments to Now, we, we felt like this would be another way during pandemic and time of isolation that we could reach a wider audience that might not be able to see the work in person. And the timing was really great because we, we started making the artwork in August, and September 23, 2020 was the 225th birthday of Alexander Twilight. So we had a, a timeline that we really wanted to work with where we would have the artwork and the film ready uh, for the celebration. And then there was an exhibition uh, as well uh, that the work has been featured in. So it was really an amazing project to work on. Oh, it was what, what brought to mind to me, uh, especially now uh, Black History Month, African American History Month, creation um, of young people, I'm going to say, who have not been exposed to this kind of differentiation that occurred over hundreds of years because they are not reading the literature that you and I grew up with, uh, Mark Twain, Edna Ferber, um, Dickens, that the difference in class, uh, being judged by your appearance, being judged by your coloring or race was not part of, it's not part of our culture anymore. It's, yeah, Nancy, so, so what's really interesting about this piece and uh, the story is I feel like it's t it sort of exists on two levels. On the one level, we have Alexander Twilight, who's this fascinating figure who, you know, he, he becomes an indentured servant. He, he puts himself through elementary school, uh, then goes to college. He goes on to, you know, rise from very humble circumstances to become this extremely well-respected educator, uh, beloved, he teaches you know uh, thousands of school children. He builds this dormitory that's four stories tall out of granite. He's this sort of larger than life figure. He then goes on to get uh, elected to the Vermont legislature. 
Um, he's, he's just this incredible guy who never seems to rest. And, you know, in his free time, he's also the town minister. He, you know, walks miles to oh minister gosh. to other towns. Um, you know, so, so there's the fantastic nature of this larger-than-life figure. And then on top of that, you have the fact that he's a person of color and that, you know, that, that uh, the definition of him uh, throughout his lifetime and then beyond shifts and changes. You know, he neither embraced nor rejected his racial identity during his lifetime. We have no evidence that he ever spoke of it, that anyone around him ever spoke of it. Um, there was, you know, a biography of him published. There's no mention made of him being a person of color. And yet, when other people come in and observe him, um, his identity shifts and changes. So it speaks a lot to the questions we're having today about identity, how we present ourselves to the world, how uh, we're accepted, the different categories that sometimes the world wants to put us in in order to, you know, um, meet their own ulterior motives sometimes. Eve, it is, um, you know, uh, and you stumbled on this through your love of the history of Vermont. Is this how you came to this, Eve? Very much. Brownington is a, a, a wonderful place. It's it's a village uh, in Vermont. It's it's in the Northeast Kingdom. It's very well preserved. Uh, they still have a, a dirt road running through it. They still have the granite four-story dormitory that Twilight built. According to local legend, he built it with his bare hands, single-handedly, <laughs> him and an ox. We're not buying that one. It's a really big building. <laughs> I'm not sure that would actually be possible. No. But, you know, it, it speaks to the figure that he was, that, that this was the story, right? So when you, when you walk into the village of Brownington, you're stepping back in time, and you really feel as if you almost uh, are there in, in that time period. It's amazing as well because a lot of, uh, in recent years, a lot of Amish families have moved to the area. So early in the morning when I would be out scouting for the day's shoot, you'd be hearing the sound of, wagons and horses, you know, all around on the fields and in the streets. And it very much transported us back, um, you know, in, in a very sort of physical and emotional way. Well, I, I always felt about your work, and, and especially now that you're saying that, you're hearing this, especially that you found that one piece of music on the thing, I think you guys are just so connected to the earth of Vermont that it's outrageous. It's just, and when I'm thinking, I, I just love the story. It was reminiscent to me of the inspiring books I read as a child. The fact I believe he was eight years old when he was indentured. That's right. Servant. He was eight yes. years old. So you're talking about an eight-year-old, I'm going to say self-educated at this point, who rose and, and, and did all this. Fine. Or his color, he just did it. He didn't let anything, anybody tell him any differently. And it's, I wish, uh, I know you said there's a biography. I wish there was a version that was for, you know, sixth grade and under of this story because, or from eight and up, because it is such a, a terrific story. Especially to there, go there from actually is a, a book, and and interestingly enough, it it is a children's book. Um, it's one of the sources that we quote. Um, I've got it here somewhere. One of the Hold things on. that's one of the things ah, it's by you. it's by Michael T. Hahn, and it's called Alexander Twilight, Vermont's African American Pioneer. Um, and and when we went to the old Stonehouse Museum. Uh, in Brownington, which which the old stone house is what they call this this four story dormitory, 
um, they they pointed us to this book. I was shocked that there's not more, you know, beyond the children's book, that there isn't an official uh, modern-day biography or film or something, because it's such a fascinating oh. story. It is shocking well, how little information we really have about <laughs> Alexander Twilight. He, As far as we know, he didn't keep a diary. Um, and really, I think it was about 10 or 12 years ago, uh, they actually found some of his sermons. And they're, they're literally the only text that we have uh, directly from him. And there was also only one photograph ever taken of him. So there's a lot of gaps uh, that, you know, researchers and people are trying to fill in. But he's just such a fascinating figure. When you say photograph, I just have to remind people, I think back then it was a dirigotype. I can't the daguerreotype, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of the, it's one of the yeah. very first uh, photographic processes. And they actually have it um, in the archive of the Old Stone House, the Orleans County Historical Society. Um, and it's, it's fascinating uh, to look at that, to look at the way he's dressed, and to sort of see what he was able to create. Yes, he's holding a, a pen and a, a quill and a paper. Very stylized. Yeah, he's, he's very, you know, it's, he's, he's all about education. Yes. This was his mission in life. It was, you know, when he went to get elected to the Vermont legislature, it was because he wanted to get more money for his school, for education. It's what he was all about. It's it's an amazing story. I'm so glad you made this this amazing uh, short film on on top of it, and it's it's just um, uh, you know I love the music. I keep thinking of concerts, but <laughs> just that you pick such such great and I love the writing and the flow. You guys are constantly recreating an art form. <laughs> you just constantly. That's what I love about you. It's constantly watching the film and watching the flow. Who did the voiceover, by the way? I forgot to read that in the credits. Uh, uh, the voiceovers are Eve. Yes, that's all me reading yes. the text. That's you? Eve, yep. you have a wonderful voice. That is oh, wonderful. thank you, Nancy. It just flowed. It just flowed. I was just I was like entranced by the whole poetic aspect of it. I was watching the panel, watching the words as they curved. And, uh, oh, anyway, I love it. And uh, I also It's interesting, too, because uh, one of the artworks we had on display recently, um, Eva's been getting uh, big kudos for her penmanship as well, uh, especially from former grammar school teachers who've been coming up going, you have beautiful penmanship. <laughs> it's hard to realize sometimes because, uh, you know, I, I also edit, but I also think, like, is that generated or is that real handwriting? Because it was so perfect. I thought, How about that? And it was like, uh, yeah, she, she's working directly on the pieces, which of course is all, always a, a level of stress. Yeah, it's, um, it can be nerve-wracking because I am writing directly on the piece, and I'm using, although I'm using archival ink, so it will last forever. Um, it, it's also ink, so you know, if I make a mistake, that it's there, it's permanent. But you know, that's part of the process. Okay. I love it. Let's uh, repeat your um, the two um, websites that, and then I'm going to go to Adrian. Uh, your two websites where they can find more information is eventsleeve.com and it's the Queen's Underground. Are you there? Yes. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. It's the Queen's Before? Underground International uh, Black and Brown History Month Film Festival. And steve.com as well. All right. That's I'm gonna right. Open up, and I hope I just, I'm saying her name right because it's so very exciting. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I have to say one thing before I, I do any of this because I have here a 
going to tell you right now where it is. Okay. This is my quote uh, for you guys. Even Steve, the film, The Home of My Choice, have created a touchingly poignant and highly creative cultural tribute to art, film, and writing, exploring defining ourselves by our intelligence and accomplishments and not by society's imposed prejudices and values. A very important must-watch film. And I will send it along so you can use that quote from me. What's the buzz in New York? Okay? I love it. Uh, okay, we're gonna wow. Thank you. Here we go. I'm opening up her mic. Hey, Dion? Hello? Yes, good morning. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Eve and Steve. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? It's snowing. Am I pronouncing (laughs) your name correctly? Adrian Whaley, yes. Whaley. You have so many degrees, I'm afraid of you. (laughs) (laughs) All I can say is I'm glad I did it when I was younger. I couldn't do that again now. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Tell us about the Queens Underground Festival. Well, we started out, I live in the same neighborhood as I've had since age five, and years ago I had a video store when my son was in diapers. Then flash forward after working, you know, in the public and the private sector, I opened up an art studio, and we did poetry, we did hip-hop, we had sip and paint, we had a pop-up shop, and one day a friend suggested a film festival. So that just made life make sense because I do come from that creative family, and I live in the neighborhood where Count Basie, James Brown, Lena Horn, Ella Fitzgerald, Miles Davis, Coltrane, LL Cool J, Run DMC, and so on and so forth. But the arts kind of died out in the latter decades, so when she suggested that, it made sense because then we were able to take everything that we did in a area that used to be known for an eclectic, you know, amount of creativity. And we just, you know, brought everything together. So our first film festival was October 2020. It was three days. And normally I always expect people to be late. There was a line standing outside at 4 p.m. And we also have live performances. We have vendors there. We have a lot of community groups and uh, political leaders that lend moral (laughs) support and attend. So the three days worked out great. And then I looked around and I saw that there wasn't that much going on in our area for Black History Month. I said, let's just take a chance. So that was February 2020. And we had, for our first Black History Month, we had almost 500 people in attendance, and it turned out fabulously. So at that point, you know, based on what the feedback that we received, we had submissions from 12 countries, people from eight states flew in, a couple of other states drove in. We had four red carpet hostesses. A couple of newspapers were there. So what it proved was that there's a need for a platform that brings everyone together. Although we celebrated during Black History Month, it's really about everyone's culture. Cause as, and this is why I love, you know, Home of My Choice. It's a great, it's a wonderful project. A lot of the history has been lost or is not shared or, as you mentioned, Nancy, the younger generations are not aware of it all. So here we are, and this year we have submissions from 14 countries, so two more than last year. 
These stories wow. are amazing. So here an audience in Queens can literally travel the world and find out about other groups, past, present, and future. And Queens is the most diverse borough in New York City. You know, even, and, and Adrian and, and Eve and Steve, I, I, hope, I hope this reaches a, a very wide audience because I hope it just encourages people to research this and look into this. You, you brought to light a very important subject, and that Absolutely. is identity. Identity. It's so important. Who are we? Are we the outside? Are we the, we're the inside. What, who are we? Are you going to let society define you, or are you just going to do as Mr. Twilight did? And define himself. And this is so important. Now, how did you all get together? It was a submission that you found this film, or how did this all come about? They became part of the festival. So uh, we're on uh, a website that uh, called Film Freeways that you submit then to different film festivals. And this is all very new territory for Eve and I. I mean, Eve's an author. I'm a, 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 a visual artist. Um, and filmmaking, we've always made small films uh, of our works. But this is our, our second, actually, sort of larger piece. Um, and we saw the film festival and said, I think this is a we good We thought it fit. was a really good fit. Yeah. And, and when and we got in, I tell you, we were over the moon. We're I mean, jumping up and down. It's so an incredible honored. honor. And, and we're still getting used to the idea of thinking of ourselves as filmmakers. Yes. Oh, well, I, I mean, it's, uh, it's filmmakers and homage, really. And especially during uh, History Month, it's just it's perfect. I hope I hope I hope this gets on a lot of, a lot of platforms. All right, everybody, I want you to repeat your websites now. Even Steve first. Wait. We are even Steve E V E N S T E V E dot com. We are Queens with an S Underground Seven One Eight dot com. And they can find out more information there, uh, Adrian, uh, about all the films going on there, but especially this one. I really think it's an important film. It's really a must-watch film because, first off, it's, it's not bits and, and pieces and bites. It's a flow. And I, uh, the humanity of it and the fact that this man was so humble in what he was doing. And just, and I love that in uh, Eve, did you write that they described him as swarthy? Was the description? Yes. Do I remember that correctly? Mo- most, a, a lot of the descriptions we know about uh, Alexander Twilight came from students many years after his passing. Um, being, being interviewed, being saying, interviewed. what was he like? How do you remember him? And that's right. where we get some of the adjectives that they used to describe him. He seemed like a very humble person. Uh, he was also a, a real sort of poster. He would uh, give his students uh, laughing gas sometimes in order to sort of break the tension up. Yeah, that's one of the weird details you, that you get when you read the children's book. He he had a sort of funny sense of humor. He would play gags on the students. Many students came from all over to live in the dormitory, you know, because uh, traveling these distances was prohibitive, you know, for for students. So they would come and live with local families. They'd come live in the dormitory. And so to break up the tension of a long school day, he would play practical jokes. He was was a very interesting guy. And it's much known about his, his, he had a wife, I I believe I read. It's much known about her. He did. He had a wife. Uh, She she was uh, 
she was white. She was very wealthy. Um, she came from a, a family that was well known, and um, they did not have any children. That's the thing that I also they found interesting. Any. They had no children, and the thing also interesting about Alexander Twilight is that he's known in Vermont, sort of. The, of the schools here do. I know our own daughters have mentioned that when they were in school, they learned about Alexander Twilight. I talk to people in other parts of the country, and they have no idea who I'm talking about. So I think it's, it's nice that the film is getting the attention, and hopefully we can spread sort of the message of Alexander Twilight to a larger audience. Well, that's how I felt when I saw it. I was, I was, that was exactly what I was thinking when I saw this. I go, why don't we know about this man? And then I kept thinking, oh, here comes the full-length movie. And what a time for this. This is a great story. Everything you guys do is like ahead of the curve. Everything you guys create. I said that, I said that before about your artwork, too. It's ahead of... Oh, you're, you're the best. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're 10 steps ahead. That's what I love about this creativity. And I'm, I'm so glad for this collaboration now. And um, uh, I have to ask, because I'm, I'm looking at my notes, but is, is, where can people see the festival, or is it already happened? Adrian? Yes, uh, the film festival is, the information is on our website. We're doing it both ways this past October. We offered it virtually and in person. So for February 20th, it's going to be free virtually on our website, which is queensunderground718.com. And also on our website, people can purchase in-person tickets and virtual tickets for the four days. And each of the four days is going to feature different films, music, dance, poetry videos, business commercials, web series episodes, and documentaries. Oh, and we also have red carpet. And red carpet. Also, yeah. all, all of you, please feel free to post this on uh, uh, my Facebook page, and I will share it with my fellow artists. Who Thank you. <laughs> And I, I love uh, I love all of this. I love that doing. I love that I learned something new. Thank you, that I learned something new. And with everything going on in the world, it was just so inspiring. You know, we think, oh, we have it bad. And I'm thinking, this eight-year-old kid, <laughs> this is what he did. We should stop complaining and start uh, embracing the people who came before us and did so much more. Um, and so. Uh, uh, well, I'm not going to cut you off, but I do want to say we're down, because I always love interviewing you guys. We're down to the last three minutes. Even Steve, is there anything you want to add? Oh, gosh. Um, well, the, the film is a, a, a short documentary, uh, so it's eight, what, 18 minutes long, I believe? So it's not a huge investment. We hope m lots of people will watch it, and we hope that they will um, you know, take in the, the message about uh, identity and you know, trying to deconstruct the way that other groups come in and try to uh, manipulate uh, identity to their own uh, to their own means. You know, we hope it provides a platform to start dialogue. Exactly. You can, you can only put so much weight onto a film or onto an artwork, but if we can start a, a conversation uh, around these topics, and this can be yes. uh, an impetus, that, that's then we succeeded in what we tried to make. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, in my mind, you inspired me. I mean, I was, I was going, gee, I've got to get back to reading this history because right now I realize with television and, and film, we're being bombarded by 
just the current media's views, not the past, which are books, media's views, and the important writers that help shape that. And really, when you read something, it's ingrained as opposed to watching something, too. And you're reading it, and you've combined even see both media. So that makes it even more delightful. And Adrian, is there anything you'd like to add? Well, I'd like to add that I am so pleased that even Steve found us. I'm also grateful, you know, that you asked me on your show. But most importantly, we really want the world to know we are we're all creators for real, and everyone's story or their song or their poem it matters to us, and that's why we have this platform. So anyone anywhere in the world can submit. And as we see, we get quality, you know, projects from the heart as exhibited by Eve and Steve, and we're just grateful. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, once again, Eve and Steve, your website? Eve and Steve, E-V-E-N-S-T-E-V-E dot com. Yes, Eve, and that's a capital N, Steve.com, and you can find out all about their other work as well. Amazing, Molly. Well, he is Queens Underground 718.com. Thank you all. I, I'm, just, I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped from this. I'm talking just your energy. You guys keep creating. Do me that. Keep creating. You're the dynamic thank duo. Thank you so much. So, much. so please, and thank you, Adrian, for being a guest on today's show. And thank I you. Thank you both and all and the trio, and it's a great collaboration. Thank everyone for who's tuned in. This will remain online, so you can listen to it anytime or download it. And this has been What's the Buzz with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo. God bless you all. All right. A big kiss. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks.